Hello all and welcome to EastEnders Weekly. We're back again. <laughs> and this week we are talking about quite a few things. Namely, someone's 2000th episode. Yes. A special girl. Old Letitia herself. Old, old Tish has had 2000 episodes of EastEnders mm. now. I would think it would be a little more, belt. but... Well, when you came in and told me, hmm. I, you said, oh, guess who it is, guess who it is. And I and I said, oh, the first thing I said was, oh, it's not Sharon. And you went, oh, yeah, it's Sharon. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I, thought, I, I, I expected there to be more, to be honest with you. She had lots of breaks, hasn't she, I guess. So. And she has, but... She only appears for the, the main main meal. But, but when she's on the soap, she's normally on it for, you know, she's on every episode. She's quite exec- consecutive mm. uh, episodes. It's not like she's here and there, like Ted, for instance, or Habiba and Ikra. Mm. Like then to just come and seem to dip in and dip back out again. Yeah, well, Adam Woodjack did 2000 like ages ago. So. Yeah, but he he never leaves. That's true. He's there all the time. He's even when he's even on a break, he's still there. And like somehow they <laughs> they record the episodes in in advance, a bit like they did with Dirty Den before his big first departure. Mm. We had like a nice video online, like yeah. celebrating Letitia Dean, which is nice. We keep getting these little videos, behind the scene bits, which I like. So they're good. Yeah, we've been enjoying them, and uh, it was John Sen and Kate Oates who gave her her congratulations bouquet. Mm. I mean, you think they'd be maybe. A plaque or something, nah. something a bit more special than one who plays Whitney. She had that recently, like two thousand episodes, I think, or must be, yeah. And she got like balloons and a cake. Did she? Mm. Yeah, the budget's gone down, hasn't it? <laughs> Since they've got these new Location. expensive locations and produ- producers and new writers in, they they've all they can afford is some flowers down at the uh, market stall <laughs> from Trace. Yeah, from Tracy. From Trace. <laughs> well, how many episodes Tracy's done? Well, this is what I mean. Tracy must be in the... 10,000. Yeah, in the five figures, <laughs> surely. She's always there popping in the background. Uh, we also had Soap Awards, long list. Yes. Some surprises there. That's been dropped in now, so mm. we now know who is being nominated. I mean, let's be honest, not really too many surprises uh, with the yeah, male people missing. category. There's been a lot of people missing. So yeah. in the male category, and we are only going to mention the EastEnders ones, but obviously we appreciate there's other Duh. soaps out there. It's all about EastEnders. But, uh, which, which it is. But um, the male nominations are Danny Walters. Keanu. Yes. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know. Zach Morris. Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell. Yes. No, sorry. Keegan Baker. No, no. <laughs> Retrospectively. Uh, and Danny Dyer. Mick Carter. Mick Carter. I mean, like I say, Danny Dyer is pretty much, he might as well just set up shop on the British Soap Awards mm. Best Male because he's always voted there. voted by the public. Sorry, Danny Dyer. I don't but... think the long list is, is it? Oh, I don't know, but he shouldn't win. <laughs> no, I, I mean, he's fine. Especially this year, of all years, he shouldn't win. He's not really done anything. Well, he did those griffing scenes in jail, didn't he? With Stuart. This is where we're, we're, we're looking at. So but Ricky Champ's not on Ricky it. Ricky Champ is not being nominated, which is... Not good. Let's be honest. That's oh, not really it's his chance. But it's not. It's not that. It's that he has had and portrayed, and he's kept the soap going. Let's be honest. The the whole storyline with Mick and Stuart was pretty much the talking point of 2018. Mm, yes, and it was. <laughs> yeah, it and, was. Yeah, and. Uh, well, and Cats appears. Yeah, and Haley, she's not on it either. But Haley's not. So we're going to the best actresses as well. So again, uh, from EastEnders, Lorraine Stanley, obviously Karen. Karen. We love Karen, so that makes good sense. Louisa Layton, Ruby, yes. Alan. Again, she had quite a big story in 2018. Yeah. And Tamsin Alfway. Mel. Yeah, I don't know why she's nominated. I do like Tamsin Alfway. She's mm. great, but like I don't know. No, what I did again, she do last year? Oh, I know she did stories. The yeah, big race there was no like huge acting moments, was there? 
mean, what she did was fun. It, it was a bit. Yeah, what what Doc Cotton did was fun. Yeah, but the Ray and uh, Mel story for me was like the really campy side of like the <laughs> over the top side of EastEnders last mm. year. And I really, you know, when we spoke to uh, Ray, look out for the interview; it's on there. Uh, when we spoke to him, we we said it was like a like an over the top eighties horror film, and he said yes, it was. You know, we kind of yeah, wanted like to portray episodes. it. I think Bonnie Langford should have been nominated. Bonnie Langford has been sorely forgotten, let's be oh, honest, yeah. uh, in a lot of instances. Especially because um, Zach Morris is nominated it's for the same storyline. So why isn't Bonnie Langford? I don't, I just don't Very know. Very upset. Haley's been forgotten. <sighs> were they the only ones we can nominate, we can uh, vote for? Um, I voted. Have you? I've, I've also voted. Who did um, you vote for? I Surprise, surprise, actually. This will make sure everyone's sitting down. I voted for Ruby. Oh, did you? I know. Oh, I voted for Lorraine Stanley, mm. Karen, and Zach Do you know how many dramatic scenes, Karen, though? I, I always like to vote for the dramatic acting. Yeah, but I like Karen. I love the character Karen. And she's had some good stories. I don't know where they do the nominations from. Is it January to December 2019? I don't know. There's a cut point. I don't know. I'm not sure. But, but um, what about... Male, who did you vote for? Oh, Zach Morris. Oh, so did I. Yeah. I don't know why, though, when I actually, I once I did it. Because I don't think any of them were deserving. <laughs> no, if really, I would want to vote for Ricky Champ. Mm. I'm hoping that he maybe gets Best Newcomer. Is it still in that boundary? Yeah, I'm not and sure. Maisie Smith not been nominated. Yeah, that's a... Yeah, well, she might be in Young category still oh they she do young year. don't they they still do the young category do they still do they don't do sexiest male or female anymore no, do they sadly it's not pc enough anymore which is a shame I we'll mean, do it's it. any... shall we yeah. okay we're on the on the night we'll do our own <laughs> award ceremony just completely contradict everything that's yeah. said on the itv ceremony so any other news one more bit of sad news um sandy ratcliffe passed away this week who played Sewersman, the yeah. original original character from 1985 so that was sad news. It was sad news. Um, and we won't talk too much about it right now, but we uh, have got the feature this week um, as a tribute to her. Mm. So that'll be later on the show too. Yes. We're looking forward to chatting about her. Old nutty Sue. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not a nice summing up of her. Well, just you wait. So we are going to be discussing the episodes from the 8th to the 12th of April. So all the episodes and things that happened this week on EastEnders. Yeah. I am Alex, by the way. Are you? I am. I haven't changed. No. I'm, I'm still ben. the same. You're Ben. Not Ben Mitchell. No. I'm the same Ben. Haven't changed. No, yeah, you haven't been recast. Looking forward to talking about the Ben Mitchell storyline, actually. That's not till later. Sadly. Yeah, there's been a lot of chat on Twitter. I think people are getting a bit worried about where <laughs> the direction it's heading. Mm. So we're going to start off with the Mel and Jack storyline. Because Mel has been in it all week. She's desperate for money. She needs the money. She, <laughs> she needs the money. There's one every episode, folks. Just look <laughs> she out does. for it. She's going all over the place. Every single person. Well, this is pretty much her her, her story, mm. isn't it? She's trying to find ways of yeah. paying a solicitor. Phil, uh, can I have my cut? No. Oh. Um, Kathy, when's Ian back? No, you can't have his money. Oh. <laughs> uh, Gray says, oh, Jack might have quite a bit of money. He's got some flats. Oh, I might go, uh, go talk to Jack. Can I have some of your money? She's going for it, isn't she? You basically summed it up. We might as well move on. Wow. <laughs> She's going some. She needs the money. She, she does need the money. <laughs> she, um, yeah, she, well, the th- well, she is, doesn't is need the money now, actually. Well, she's got some free advice from Grey. And that made me laugh as well. Where, where... Like twice, not just once. No. Two lots of free advice. Well, he's a nice chap, isn't he? Yeah. We, we knew he was going to be a lovely solicitor. His top button's done up, you can trust him. Yeah, 
yeah, he's, he's you know, he lets his wife work. He's, <laughs> he'll look after the kids when she's not there. More on that later. Buy the house without buy the house. Talking yeah, to her. I know. I wish I could just buy a house. <laughs> I mean, it was up for auction, so presumably it was a bit cheaper than... Because mm. uh, having watched Homes Under the Hammer for so many years, mm. I know that an auction house is a little bit less... They should have done a crossover, shouldn't they? Well, have Gray Luc- and Chantel went on Homes Under the Hammer. <laughs> have Lucy Alexander walk in and say, <laughs> Oh, well, folks, uh, what are you going to do with the house then? <laughs> Best thing I'm going to do is yeah, tear everything down. It's disgusting. Um, Kim didn't like that, did she? When she found out that they bought the house and uh, Chantel was talking about... Oh, no, but that is another storyline. So let's stay on to Mel, please. Oh, yes, of course. Sorry, I forgot where I was at. Melanie Owen. So Mel, uh, Mel's son, her, her only link to her her Steve, the, the man, the only true love she ever had, <laughs> his, uh, basically pleaded guilty in, I know, that's in, a shock. in court. Yes. And uh, so uh, Gray quite rightly says to her that there's no point trying to venture a, a legal case because there's no reason for it. He's mm. pleaded guilty. He does 10 years stretch. Um, if, if he's, he's good. If he's good, 15 if he's bad. I'm sure he'll be good. Well, I think he will be because when Mel visited Hunter later mm. and, you know, she was like, how are you doing? He was like, no, <laughs> this isn't going to work. His teeth are really white, though, I noticed. Well, they do. A, he's a bit dirty. Though, they do a whitening service now in, in prison <laughs> service. Do you not know? When it, you say he, was dead, he had like really black rings under his mm. eyes because I thought he'd been punched or something. I thought like crying. Dennis had gone visit him or something. But no, yeah, exactly. He's been crying and mm. been really upset. Poor and he's, Hunter. But he's not the big man in prison, is he? On the square, when he's strutting around with his little mm. pen knife, he's threw he's his it. money around, didn't he? Yeah. But yeah, he's not coping in prison. I'm, do you think this is his last week? That's it. We've, we've seen Charlie exit now, Hunter. Was, I'm. Th- wondering whether this whole charlie winters going off and doing his music career is actually a bit of a blindsider that I, maybe they're trying to make us think that hunter is really going and we're going to see obviously he's he's in prison but i think we're going to see a lot more than we thought because we thought we that, that scene a few weeks ago when he was just mm. being visited by mel and he was like i'll be okay i'll plead guilty and then i'll just see it through yeah I'm, I'm that not. was his last scene that was going to be his last scene but and it then wasn't. we thought the what the two that he filmed this week we thought oh they must have filmed that at the block way back then because it's been months hasn't it yeah it's been a really but long no, time the director corrected me on twitter yeah she got told <laughs> off it's like no we filmed this all in <laughs> sequence so please stop your misdirection. Oh, I was shocked. Yeah, but it was nice of him to let you Shook. know. Shook. He was he was really good actually. He he told, he explained also the process of um mm. the uh, whole week's and filming. his middle name is Jeffrey. So that's interesting. Not the directors. Hunters. Hunters. Yeah. How's that interesting? Oh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Jeff. Something I didn't know. Hunter Jeff Owen. <laughs> Should have middle name be Steve, shouldn't it? Steve. Stephen. I'm surprised his first name's not Steve. To be honest, mm. I would have thought he would have picked up the family name somewhere but yeah the free advice that gray gave mel was basically he's not going to get out of prison the best you can do is create a nice life for him when he comes out so yeah. create a business for him a little bank account and buy a house <laughs> it sounds like when you like pick up a puppy when you <laughs> when you've got a dog for the first time make sure when you get home you get a nice big cushion <laughs> plump it up and make sure he feels safe when he gets home so that's what she's gonna i guess that's like kind of mel's future storyline she's gonna be career driven is she now like, no, her, her, no, because when she, she should visited, be. When, she should be, but when well, first of all, she can't she can't handle the job she has already in E twenty. That's because Sharon. She just can't keep hold of it. She can't get these tonic water deals. She can't be <laughs> can't trusted around the, the card machine. Too much pressure. <laughs> you know, we're not going to make money from tonic water, Ben. But also, she is trying to find a fast way of making money. And as you said, she 
Kathy saw through her and <laughs> I um, love that. played I'm a little so trick glad. and said, oh, no, Ian's coming back, but he's bankrupt as she's working in E20. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I love um, that. I like that Kathy saw through her really quickly and she mm. wasn't like being played a fool. Oh, definitely. I just Our couldn't. Kath. Oh, you know, Kathy's savvy. She's she's yeah. been she's died and come back. You know, she knows the life now. She knows how <laughs> things are played. Oh, talking of, well, classic EastEnders this week. While we're thinking about Kathy, I she know. had a big my goodness. Yeah, Wilmot Brown. Yeah, it's the Wilmot Brown rape case, mm. and like yeah, the like, it's like four episodes all it's shot really together. Good. And yeah, amazing. And yeah. her acting is, and the writing is amazing. Yeah, like the police interview, you're just there in the room with them the whole time. Mm. Yeah, it puts Ruby's thing to shame, really. I thought. Oh, absolutely, because it was done so directly. It, like Kathy had gone to the police immediately, while Ruby's was a bit like, Ooh, I don't mm. like was I? Yeah, yeah. very so, good. Mm. So recommend it go to uk tv play and find yeah. it absolutely drama channel so yeah so mel can't get money for me and phil's got no money to give her yet so that's a no um obviously gray mentions that jack might have a bit of money so she then like apologizes to jack and like gets a little idea in her head yeah because jack wants to throw her out the house because <laughs> honey she the gas on well honey gray and jack not gray's getting involved isn't he he really is well he opened the letterbox and went i smell gas i smell gas get the door open and yeah and jack walks in and sees the it's funny how mel kind of consolidated the mess into one room which was the kitchen mm. and jack tried to keep it away from honey and gray <laughs> so they didn't see but then honey walked in because honey's mm. Honey's becoming a bit of a gossip, isn't she? Because in the week also when she talks to Kim, Kim's talking to her and she doesn't care. And then when Kim says that she's in trouble about something, all of a sudden Honey's like, oh, really? Mm. Tell me more. So Honey's becoming a little bit of the Doc Cotton. Is she the new Doc Cotton? (laughs) Were we misdirected by Sonia becoming the new Doc Cotton? Sonia's the new Carol now. She's changed direction. Yeah, which is fine by me. Mm. We need a nice Carol. I like the running joke as well that Honey keeps calling Mel lovely. Though she's done yeah. it twice now. Yeah, so and Mel funny. said, I was okay until you called me lovely. <laughs> and then she mentioned it again <laughs> after her, her <laughs> rant in the Vic. So yeah, Mel's like left the gas on, so Jax wants her out of the flat. Yes, hands her her papers. Mm. Does it very officially. I mean, Jack's handwriting is very uh, neat, I have to say. <laughs> I must say, the way he filled out that form. Did you see his signature? <laughs> was it... it was like all block capitals, <laughs> Jack. And it was like really big as well. <laughs> it's like one step away from just putting a cross. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Can you sign this? done but yeah she goes to visit hunter in prison and that's when like you get a theory of what she's up to she wants jack to suffer and to pay for everything he's well, done. that's it so it's not so it's weird how her plan is just kind of i know just from keeps one to the going next. insane really but it is i think it is a it's a woman who doesn't really have any aim and is panicking isn't it because she's been drinking quite heavily as well mm. so her mind can't be very straight and as you said she's told hunter that she's going to take jack for every penny it's almost like a mirror image of another story we've got this week. I know. Um, going to take it for every penny and uh, basically make him pay for putting him in prison because ultimately it was Jack who made that call and got him arrested. And uh, yeah, Although Jack did say to her, you know, Mel, you're the one that brought Ray back into our life. So technically it's your fault. Jack had a point. Jack did have a point. I mean, <laughs> on my Jack scale, because last week he was like shooting well high mm. into the, like, the eights and nines. My He has gone down a little bit now. So um, he gave Gray a bit of a look, didn't he? Well, yeah, because he, I think he thinks Gray might be after something. But I don't think Gray's that kind of guy. No. I don't think Gray would. Not they're not setting up a Mel and Gray relationship. No, I think this hopefully will be a genuine friendship between Mel and Gray. Between think, a man and a woman. I know. How dare they on a soap? <laughs> that can't be right. Yeah, I really like Gray and I really like Chantel. Mm. Like they've settled them really well. So I don't want them to like have a big dark secret. Why can't they just be a normal couple? 
No, I would have just normal storylines. Yeah, I I like them to be a bit like how Mick and Linda was first introduced as a stable, normal mm. family. Yeah, and then just tear them apart later. <laughs> That's all we want. Yes, but I mean, yeah, we got Mel, Mel plotting to take Jack, not Ian anymore. We thought they were redoing the Ian storyline a few months ago. I'm glad no. they're not though. Kathy's put a stop to that. She's vetoed that. So yeah, she's on to Jack's money now. Yeah, well, uh, well, not just Jack's money. It is as we say, it's mm. Jack's. I think she just wants to tear Jack down a few strips. What if Rainy will get in the way? Rainy's gone a bit quiet. I exactly, forgot about Rainy. Yeah. She was upstairs last week, wasn't she? Yeah, and next week she's getting her legs waxed in the <laughs> salon. Ooh. That's storyline. Something to look forward to. <laughs> but yeah, I'm wondering, because we like our interwoven storylines now, nowadays. Mm. So is Rainy going to interrupt Mel's plan or get in the way? Or are they going to team up? I mean, Take down the Branning brothers together? Yeah, she is a woman scorned too, isn't yeah. she? So maybe her and Mel might get together. I mean, Rainey's got so much potential. She's got Stuart she could hook onto. Mm. She's got now Mel. You know what's going to happen? Mel's going to take down Jack. I'm using air quotes here. Um, and as she's doing it, she's going to fall for him. Right. And then she'll want to stop her plan last minute and then he'll find out. That's what's going to happen. So it's, again, it's like a Ray story 2.0. Because mm-hmm. she was She'll gonna... fall for her Jack. Yeah. She says, no, I, I don't. I've changed my mind. I do love you. And I've just found all this. And it'll chuck her out. That's what's going to happen. That's my theory. So we'll see. Yeah. Right, you ready to move on? Yeah, yeah. To Punchgate. Yes. Sharon Punchgate 2.0. Everything's 2.0 this week. <laughs> Everything seems to be 2.0. Yeah, well, it's not just Sharon, is it? It's we've we've Tiff has been exposed yeah, as yeah, being yeah. not but so white after all. It's mainly Sharon. Come on. But there's a lot of Sharon. There it's... was two ex- amazing scenes. Sharon Watts is back. But the the old Sharon Watts, or yeah. as Kathy put it, when she used to rule the square with Michelle. Uh, they... <laughs> and Calvin. Sharon and Michelle used to fight over Calvin. They did, mm. exactly. I love that scene that they had of... Because Sharon was feeling a bit down. Her son's not really listening to her. Is she a good mum? Is she a bad mum? She was sat on the bench all on her own. And then Kathy came over, gave her a little pep talk. Comes to the rescue again, doesn't Sharon she, old Watts Kathy? Was ignited, wasn't she? She was. She was on fire again. She was like a phoenix. It was so good, that scene, where they were talking about Den and Ange. And... Yeah, it was only a small scene, I know, but it? Kathy said mate. Which she hasn't said mate in a long <laughs> no, time. No. <laughs> and I like it when Kathy says mate. Mm. Angie's my best mate. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I appreciate these little scenes that they keep doing with these characters. Yeah, but they seem to be doing a lot of throwbacks to it to the past. And I, I can't help but think that the, it's probably linked a little bit to the fact that they are repeating the older episodes. So it, it's got something that people can kind of hold on to and refer back to. Or because they've just hired a new archivist and he's doing a good job. No, he's doing a great he's job. Throwing these things he's at always, these people. These ref- there's a lot of references he's doing yeah, back to the exactly. past. And, you know, we're always like, oh, have a look at that. Ooh, he's yeah. filing them into people's story storyline. Yeah, little post-it notes. <laughs> One of those post-its that has he's a little... This. Yeah, that's it. It has a little arrow and says, sign it. It just says, mention this. Yeah, that's what he's up to. He's mm. just poking them in. Yeah, because um, Kathy tells Sharon that you're stronger than you think. Mm. And that's all Sharon needs to basically get a fist out, <laughs> start smacking about. That's but right. she gives she gives almost as good as she got. Because don't forget she also got a bit of a smack back. I know. Because Dennis is like like the drug storyline with Tiff is sort of ending now. But Dennis still wants to be involved in it all. Well, Dennis is still trying to get in t- contact with Sticks mm. and Evie and he doesn't get any luck with that. But then he when he, he does get a message, Tiff then lies to Dennis and flirts with him just to avoid mm. him from going to visit them. So Tiff in a way, is trying to help him, but instead of directly telling him, you know what, 
they're in trouble with the police mm. and perhaps you should step back and avoid them. Tiff tries to use the same tactic that she originally did when she Learn was around Evie. with Evie. Yeah. Exactly. And that doesn't go too well either because then Sharon finds out that Tiff has been trying to groom Dennis this whole time. Mm. And so then you find out that Evie hasn't really isn't as squeaky clean as Jack and Sonia and Whitney first thought she was. Mm. She, they thought she was 100% More references innocent. to the past as well in that argument. Sharon yes. goes, I think I nearly married into your scummy family. Yeah. So, Ooh, yeah. that's a throwback. But I can't think who Sharon was going to Jack. marry. It was Jack. Yeah, he, he um, didn't show up, though, because a certain Ronnie was back into it. No. instead. Jack. <laughs> Oh, Jack, Jack, Jack. Why is he so popular? <laughs> Turning down the Queen Turning of Turning down horses. Sharon, exactly. Can you imagine them on their throne? Jack and Sharon. She, we let down. He is a let down. <laughs> so yeah, and then obviously Tiff is like at breaking point. So she grasses to Sharon. She says, Dennis is involved in all this. Mm. And that's when Sharon watches. That's, that's, that's the final straw for Sharon. Yeah. She's like that. She's snapped. Because mm. Dennis says something to her like, oh, you're, you're just, a, you're weak. You're just my mum. And she goes, right. And that's it. Well, she goes out there. Before this, we have to quickly flashback because Dennis is obviously on his Easter holiday. I want to talk about the punch. I know we're getting there. And uh, Sharon had Sharon had bought tickets for Madame Two Swords without mm. Dennis really consenting and saying yes, I'd like to go. She was like, "How oh, you'll love it. It was fun. All your favourite celebrities." There's there. a whack work of me there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go. And um, she gets the tickets, buys them. Dennis doesn't turn up. Dennis then does come in the evening and she just starts going off on one saying, you need to respect the value of money. This cost me money. And then Dennis puts on a little lie and says, oh, no, sorry, I was visiting a friend and his, and uh, nan, died, his nan died or something. And then and uh, Sharon was like, oh, don't worry, it was only money. <laughs> Mum so, of the year. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, she ain't no pushover. But anymore. she is no pushover because then when Tiff admits, says to Sharon mm-hmm. that Dennis wasn't with his friend yeah. whose nan had died. Those tickets were not spent in good nature. That uh, he's actually been out perhaps doing some drug dealings. That's it. Sharon's yeah. it. Snapped. Yeah. She gets her. She takes on four lads at once. She gets Dennis's rucksack, storms out the back door, <laughs> throws the bag at Sticks. Sticks is like, hey, what's happening here? Smack. <laughs> right in the nose. I know. You're going to need a tissue for that. And he that. said some worrying words to her as well afterwards. He says, you're going to regret this. Yeah, you've made a big mistake. Yeah. And we all know that a few months ago when Louise asked Sharon about her affair with Keanu, Louise said to swear on Dennis's life then, and she did. So something bad's going to happen. Mm, mm. It's always been leading to that, hasn't mm. it? By, by Sharon betraying her own son just to get her out of a lie with Keanu. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else then. <laughs> Trying to get her... <laughs> yeah, leg over with Keanu. Um, again, this is probably something we'll talk about a bit later on, but Keanu interrupts Sharon just at the point when... Uh, she seems to be about to tell Phil mm. about her yeah, betrayal. Yeah, I know. She was about to tell him. Mm. That happens uh, in the whole Phil and yeah. Ben story. But yeah, just... And, it... Yeah, and there's a bit where Keanu shows that he may still have a thing for her as well in the kitchen. When yes. When she's got a black eye. When she's got the black eye. So yes, the next day when um, Sharon is desperately trying to, you know, tell, say to Dennis that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to comfort you, I'm mm. trying to look after you. Not Dennis... Denny. No, Dennis. Dennis. Well, Denny... Dennis, sorry, did say yeah. that. He said, I'm not Denny, I'm Dennis! <laughs> Which, again, the actor, really good. Mm, I he really, is very good. It, it, we're really seeing a side to these child actors where they've not been allowed to show. Mm. And it's such a shame. It's such a shame that it's taken them this long. It's taken this perhaps this new executive producers, these new executive mm. producers, to Yeah, he's let very them good, out. the boy who plays Denny. Um, what's his name? Blue. Blue. 
Blair. Blue. No, I think it's Blair. 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 Dennis. No. I just don't know how to pronounce it. I'm not making fun of it. I'm jealous. But yeah, but but yeah he's very good. Yeah. He tells he's Sharon. He's quite nuanced as well. He's quite good at. He it. reminds me of a mini Phil. It's a shame that we can. Like, but that's basically. Yeah, but he's starting to look like Dennis. Yeah, his dad. Um, oh, he's, his junior, personality junior. as well. He really is becoming mm. his dad's personality. Um, you can tell that he's, if he didn't have sh- uh, this stable household, he would be like a bit of a ruffian on the street and he'd be able to look after himself. Mm. I'm rooting for, in a few years, the grandson of Den Watts dating Tiffany, the granddaughter of Frank. Oh, How good would that be? Running the Vic. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Sharon upstairs, drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On the gin. Rattling away upstairs. Yeah, they've been so lucky with those two. Seeing as they're so, they have such important like character, mm. like family backgrounds, such that, a legacy. To yeah, uphold. and they've not had to recast them. No? Yeah, very good. Well, Dennis has been recast. Oh yeah, but like from now on, the most recent he one he needs to be. No, he's not needed to be. But yeah, so he 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 uh, he's upset with Sharon, his mum, because when he got his beat ends, he was basically left abandoned while Sharon went off to Australia to visit Michelle. No, she didn't have an answer for that either, did she? Well, she had, no, because he's right, mm. to be fair to Dennis. I mean, if you yes, think about Michelle it... Michelle offered me a beach. <laughs> yeah, and a friendly ear. And so as he goes off and in a, in a bit of a huff and, and Sharon's trying to grab him and say, well, you don't walk away from me, he quite comically, unfortunately, punched her in the face. I know, that's quite a turn. Mm. Wasn't expecting it. No, it was well, like no. a full-on, full-front punch. I proper gasped. Yeah. I gasped at the so television. Did she. she did. I think half the nation did. I think Dennis did. I know. So yeah, black eye for Sharon. She yes. didn't even cover it fully with her makeup. She didn't try to, I don't think. No. But what, what was her excuse? A tin of sweet corn. <laughs> a tin of peas. <laughs> a tin of peas fell on her head. A tin of peas fell on her head. <laughs> It would be more believable if she was like, a bottle of wine fell on my head. Yeah, yeah. Or, or I drank so much last night, I stumbled up to bed and whacked my head on yeah, the corner. she said that, no one would have questioned it. No, but no exactly. A tin of peas. Everyone was like, really, mm. Sharon? You don't eat, all you do is drink. Your diet is liquid. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. But Linda saw through it, didn't she? And she gave Sharon some sage advice, which was, you shouldn't let your child walk over you. Yeah. You'd have to be their friend, you'd have to be their parent. Exactly. Which is good advice. Very good advice. And she took it up. She upholded it. So she mm. made... She Den- almost cracked, though, even, like, the first hurdle. She almost well, like, yeah. let Denny go. Yeah, she ripped She's over the She's not very strong at that, is she? Bless her. It's her son. It's her only attachment to Dennis. Her her mm. one true love, let's be honest. Yeah. And it's her only child. And she's been told that she can't... Or, you know, Dennis was a miracle child. Mm. She was told she couldn't have children. So you kind of can understand that Sharon... Dennis means the world to Sharon. But at the same time, Dennis was quite right to to put Sharon in line by saying that, well, if I mean so much to you, you seem to throw money at me to show you your love. Mm. But can't you just give me some time and attention rather than just keep going off? Because that's all Sharon had, you see. That's true. Yes. That's all Sharon had from her dad and mum. Yeah. They... Money thrown at her. And, but she, that's the way she liked it. Dennis obviously wants a bit more. Because when he had those scenes with Phil, when Phil was trying to be more of a father figure with Dennis, mm. and he, he did the box and so on. You could tell that the character of Dennis liked that. He felt like he was wanted. He was involved. He was part of a unit. Mm. So ultimately, that's obviously what he wants. And again, he wants to be part of a unit with Sticks and the group and the gang. So so many troubled children on that squad. I know. I don't know how they get away with it. <laughs> they all grow up to be psychopaths. <laughs> Let's just hold out hope for Denny. Dennis. 
Maybe they should all take that online test that Hunter took. Yeah. Then we'd know for sure. Yeah. Right. So next up we have our feature, which is first till last. And it's in dedication to Sandy Ratcliffe. So hope you all enjoy. We're here for another edition of First Till Last, where we take a character and look at their first episode and their last episode and see how their character changed or grew throughout their time on the square. And it's a special one this week because we are going to be talking about Sue Osman. Yes, uh, following the news this week of the death of Sandy Ratcliffe, uh, we thought it'd be appropriate just to give her the tribute that she deserves mm. of when she played Sue Osman, because Sue Osman is and was a great character. And an original character, so therefore she's automatically on a pedestal. Absolutely. She's, she gets the gold medal yeah. for achievement straight away. Of course. And I remember when we did our um, live reaction to episode one, she was one of the characters I wanted to know more about. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah, yeah she was I liked her. She was a bit of an enigma and she um, seemed quite feisty and mm. quite angry of life. And uh, <laughs> But it was also quite... Quite maternal. She she was motherly. She had a child with her in the cafe. I remember she she Hassan. ran around. Hassan, yes. yes. I've got my encyclopedia. Yes, your your special book <coughs> you found on eBay. Yes. So this has the original character descriptions of Sue and Chris Osman. That's right. <gasps> Originally Chris. Ali's name, yeah. Oh. And then, do you know what I know? This isn't about Sue. It's about Ali. He was originally named Chris. It's because. Right. Tony Carpenter was originally called Alan Carpenter. Okay, I see where this is heading. Mm. And so Ali and Alan would be two close yes. names. Uh, Chris, though, Chris isn't a very reciprocate. Cipro- that was one of that's why they changed it from Chris to Ali because oh, right. it was more of a reciprocate name. And then because they changed it to Ali, then there was Tony Carpenter used to be called Alan Carpenter, and they can't have two characters beginning with Al. So they changed a- Alan. Alan to Tony. To Tony. <laughs> yeah. And Chris to Ali, because it's more right. in keeping. But th- this has nothing to do with Sue, of course. No, but it's interesting, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes, true. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so we have Sue's um, original character description, which, because there's not much known about Sue's backstory, apart from the one phone call she makes to her father when her son dies. Yes, that was in the phone box. Um, or no, it was at the cafe, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was like a really disjointed phone call and you're not quite you never really learn what's going on with her family life no you get the impression that perhaps the family were a bit distant with their children and um we knew that they had sue when they were quite late in life Mm, so they had much older principles and disciplines Mm. so what it says is that sue was the child of older parents affection was what was missing from the house there was no real love no fire no closeness she never saw her parents touch each other or demonstrate any tenderness is Sue actually looking for a bad time in life? Is she the big martyr? Perhaps convinced that her parents had no affection for her, she can't understand anyone else doing so either. She's a very insecure woman, ferociously jealous and possessive, and always accusing Chris, Ali, <laughs> of being unfaithful. So that was her like original character description. Oh, right. And that's the, what they were aiming towards. Mm. I mean, there's they said that they wanted her to be hard, but but also a bit of a victim, a bit of a loser. Mm. So that's, I suppose, is that portrayed in the first episode then for Sue? Is that something you strike She does come across as quite hard because she's, she's, you know, for someone who works as in a cafe, like trying to create 
custom. Yeah. <laughs> she's like every time someone walks in, she's shouting at them or yelling at them or telling them they're wrong or telling them to get out. So yeah. she has got that feisty side to her. And then obviously she has that tender side where you know that she has a baby mm. who she brings to work and things. But she also seems to keep an eye on Ali um, because he's. He's he looks like he's one uh, wink away from being tempted by another. In the early days, especially, mm. he talks about women and uh, yeah, he's not the most modern man. I don't think it's that. I think husband. it's he's it's just that he's got quite a high sex drive, perhaps, and he's always looking for someone who would maybe return the affections <laughs> that he would like to give mm. to someone. But he never seems to. He seems to do it just enough to the cusp that would annoy Sue, and Sue can then reel it back in again. Yeah, never steps that line. No, quite. never quite. Well, in the early days, but then later, I suppose mm. he does step over that line. And she also had one of the first like taboo storylines of the show in the first year which was mm. the cot death which is where the first change in her character sort of began well this is when she her mental health deteriorated a little bit um and made her a lot more vulnerable and and more protective mm. to the people the people she loved around her not everyone but the people she loved around her so she would mm. be more protective to um her husband and uh, her sister-in-law and and her sister especially her sister-in-law and um ali's brother's children mm. um she would be almost well, as yeah. if they're her own and mm. annie as well she would take annie on as if it was her own you even asked michelle if she really wanted vicky in one scene and and she, she'd offered to take she'd her. offered to take yeah. her off she her went very one track her. mind didn't yeah. she she was just well, after her son's death, yeah, she, she became very possessed mm. that she wanted another child. Yeah, and that was like, that was it for like the next two years. That's mm. all that was on her mind. And they went through loads of different ways because she thought she was ill. She couldn't have babies. She didn't deserve to have a baby. That's why she couldn't have one. So they were doing adoption or they were going to go after Vicky or yeah. <laughs> any baby on the square they could have. Um, but she does eventually fall pregnant again. She does after a lot of hard work and also a lot of thinking because she leaves the square. She comes back. She wants the business to flourish mm. um, with her and Ali. And and she has a phantom pregnancy as well, um, where she, this, which also greater makes her pain and her grief mm. even, you know, even more because she has she believes she's pregnant. She tells everyone she's pregnant. And then she discovers when she goes to the doctor that it was all in her mind. Yeah. So, again, very playing tragic. with her. Yeah, character. again, playing with her mental health, her mental stability. Um, so when she does eventually become pregnant, you think this will settle her down and make her feel and make her feel a little bit more sane and comfortable with, mm. you know, the, that's, the situation. That's what she wants in life, isn't it? But unfortunately, like... yeah, unfortunately, she then starts moving on her obsession about Hassan's death onto little baby Ali and her new obsession of mm. protecting him and putting dust. him in a bubble and dust. Yes, <laughs> and illnesses and. Yeah, she gets very possessive because she just doesn't want the same thing, like history, to repeat itself again. And that's where she slowly sort of loses her mind as like her last year yeah. carries on. She just becomes obsessed with keeping this baby safe. Yeah, she doesn't want to work anymore. She wants to be a home mother. She, you know, doesn't want to do anything that may damage or hurt or, you know, ultimately kill her new child you know this is this is everything to her. Mm. this is what she's worked for for the last two years trying to make this child and and then care for it and uh yeah she becomes it, it, it's, it's her undoing it's her unhinging eventually um mm. and this is what pushes ali away a little bit and makes people around her less convinced that she's perhaps such a safe mum yeah because she goes towards her on her last episode is when she um visits Hassan's grave and Ali like takes 
baby Ali like from behind her back. To yeah, take, and that's horrible, and that is what like breaks her mentally. Yeah, and she thinks. Oh, it's happened. I've lost my baby again. That's right. Mm. She starts digging at Hassan's grave in the ground, mm. thinking that she'll find her baby in there. I mean, mm. what Ali did was questionable at it best. Was. I mean, yeah. he, you, you don't just snatch a child from someone where their back is turned, even if it is your ex-wife. Because at this point, Ali has left Sue because Sue had slept with his brother, mm. Mehmet. Uh, um, and so their their marriage was Tore, tore apart by this point and so that even they though were... he slept with Neymar never came out he did he, but but then he does say in the final episode that um it's uh one thing to sleep with someone but when it's your own family it's un it's unforgivable and you know uh, he's mm. broken his ties with his brother and he's broken his ties with his wife um oh, and this is this is it but mm. he he knew that Sue wasn't stable enough to look after baby Ali I mean no. the ba- I love I love that they had a baby Ali and now we've got a baby Abby <laughs> So uh, they're kind of keeping the trend mm, up. They know? are. <laughs> it's very sad because the last scene of her is just her basically having a mental breakdown. Um, and that's the last that we see of yeah. Sue. Her last so... episode is very, for a character that was leaving, was mm. very light of the character that mm. was going. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's all those things of behind the scenes that were happening with the actress, which yeah. I think slightly hindered Sue's character development a bit. Because there were moments throughout the show where she'd disappear for three months mm. or disappear for two months and... They never really took her character where I guess they originally wanted to. They just kept her on that baby Hassan caught deaf and then the baby Ali storyline. And then that was it, really. They couldn't, yeah. they couldn't push her further because of what was going on behind the scenes. Well, they were writing her out because she had a, a lot of personal problems that mm. were coming up. And it was interfering with the work schedule. I mean, when she first uh, when they first asked Sandy Ratcliffe to do the soap, her own uh, agent told her that, you know, this is going to be a hard schedule. It's a bi-weekly television program because this is before they called it so yeah drama bi-weekly drama and and you know do you think you'll be able to keep up with it and she was a bit unsure herself but then Mm. she also had a quite a severe drug habit that um i think she just had a tragic life from when she was like 13 yeah there was things going all sorts i mean even to her audition when she was auditioning auditioning with who was going to play ali yeah she turned up over two hours late like mm. to the first audition and she'd spent some time in prison for selling uh drugs but julie she told well, it was julia only cannabis smith, it was cannabis mm, in the 70s and julia smith was like no that doesn't matter about your background no. you've said your time because she was quite good with that wasn't she she was the... but the press hounded sandy <laughs> yeah. as well so and uh this this also didn't help with um sandy's state of mind either so it was it was strangely although the circumstances were different sue osmond and sandy uh radcliffe were quite similar with the fact that, that the world around them was kind of breaking them down. Mm. And as much as they try to claw their way back up, the world wouldn't let them do mm. that. And it's it, it, it sad, really, the, the news um, that we heard this week when Sandy and I found it interesting. She did an interview in, like, 2010, I think, because her last public appearance was in the 90s. And she said that the character of Sue Osman always annoyed her. She said she was too soppy. Mm. And she always let her husband push her about. And she always wanted to just stand up and give sue a backbone yeah she never really had it so it's funny like even after all that time she was never really happy with the way the character the way was portrayed sue, sue went which yeah. you can see on the screen because you when you watch it after the um sort of first year you do think well come on like stand up for yourself and yeah and say something back but she never i think sue did though i mm, think but then but she did lose it a bit 
near the end but then that was because the character kind of lost it a little bit Mm. as well like it lost the spark inside i mean and i think sandy radcliffe kind of lost her spark toward eastenders as well she she didn't really like to be associated with it near the end she hated the even hearing the theme tune i think she said Mm. gave her nightmares so yeah (laughs) not the best thing but I, i mean i do wonder if they're gonna mention sue's character on eastenders because when frank passed away in real life frank butcher they obviously the character then passed away yeah so i wonder if anyone will just mention maybe about sue or i mean they'll just keep her alive yeah it's a huge shame the bbc haven't done any mentioning of it at all I know. at the beginning at the end yeah. they they've done it with it Leslie whole Grantham. day to be on the bbc news as well it's really strange really strange the bbc are kind of pulling away from it it was on the drama channel uh, where they're obviously doing the repeats of the classic eastenders mm. and the very first episode at the beginning they they did a memoriam almost of uh, Sandy yeah. Radcliffe, but BBC haven't mentioned it at That's all. Not e- I mean, we know that um, later on, you don't ever know what happened to Sue. Like, you don't know if she got out or anything, but I know that Kathy has mentioned she's kept in touch. Mm. But whether they're still in touch, I mean, that could be something they could write in just a few lines. Maybe. Well, it's just no different when Kathy and Martin were having a drink to toast Pauline and Peter. Mm, it's exactly right. the same thing. Could they just do a little... Maybe when Kathy is in the cafe, because obviously it used to be Osmond's cafe. Yeah, they, yeah they, something there. Yeah, Put like, a little picture up. Yeah, like they have a picture like of Peggy. Peggy. They yeah. have a picture of Peggy in the uh, Queen Vic. Just to, um, I don't know. Name an urn after her. <laughs> something. I don't know. A little alley could come in and... I mean, see the cafe or something. They could bring back older Ali. They could bring back older Ali. He didn't come back for the Doctor Leg yeah. episode. It could be another excuse just to bring back oh, some yeah. old cast. We'd like that. Kathy's next man. <laughs> Absolutely. It was sad news this week when we heard, and we thought it was only right that we did a first to last on her, the yeah. character she portrayed in mm. EastEnders, which was Sue Osman. I mean, there's not a huge amount of change from beginning to end, but like she did, she did have that. She softened a bit, I guess, but she mm. also went more extreme towards her. Yeah. Mother, motherly want she she wanted to be a mother too hard and mm. eventually that that's what broke her yeah good good for you as an original character and you know it's nice to do an original character for yeah. first to last as yeah well. if anyone has any suggestions of any characters you'd like us to do for first to last do tweet us or find us on instagram or send us an email eastendersweekly at gmail.com that's right and that was sue osmond's first to last Right, so we have more developments and twists and turns with Ben and Lola now. I mean, they have had such a big week this week. So much mm. has happened between them. And they've they've kind of gone their separate ways and then got back together again. It's been quite exciting, but... How are you finding them both? Um, Lola, I'm surprised how much I'm enjoying her story. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> um, but a bit angry that they well you'll find you know the the, the story that they've gone with her but mm, the way it's predictable been, yeah exactly it's exactly that and, and and it kind of puts the whole ruby story with jay a bit like what's the point of that i know they were like ruby's gone away for a weekend yeah it's like, oh, has she? okay so <laughs> and it kind of made ruby's point more strong that jay kind of didn't really care mm. is like mm. no obviously he didn't because he's just jumped straight onto the next horse you know mm. <laughs> not to say lola is a horse or ruby or ruby she's a camel no what's she a giraffe she's a, she drinks. the way she drinks champagne she's a giraffe <laughs> and the way she drinks coffee she's um what's something with chomps a chain chomp a uh, hamster a hamster nice or rabbit yes <laughs> and um and then, yeah we found lots of like little bits they're like giving 
drip feeding us bits of storyline of like twists and turns with Ben as well. Mm. And again, Ben is a is strange. Last week, I was really enjoying his character. Mm. He has turned somewhat though this week, and it's mm. really and not, as he's turned, and that's fine if you want to make a character darker. Mm. But he's sort of turned, and it doesn't quite add up. Like well, why? Well, he's because doing when any he went this? away, it didn't seem because we rewatched the episode when he left again. Yeah, I watched week. some of Harry Reid's last yeah. like. Yeah. when he's on the ferry yeah. and Mel's chasing him mm. and so on and it just it we were desperately yeah, from trying that to find to this it doesn't yeah we were desperately trying to find something what what was what may have caused Ben to have these bad feelings mm. toward Phil and it just doesn't seem to add up no it's really weird so there must be something that's going to be revealed at some point mm. but I know a lot of people on Twitter and social medias have been saying that they're not hugely keen on this new no, ben. it's a shame because the actor is great. The actor is fantastic. Not a problem with that or mm. recasting or whatever. But yeah, I just feel like the motivation it just seems a bit weird. Like how he's got this weird hold on Lola. Yeah. And you're thinking, well, what's he got on her? And then you find out at the end of this week that he knows that she's engaged to someone. It's like, well, yeah. how does that give him hold on her? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like if you're engaged to someone, how is like how's that a big hold? Yeah, I mean that 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 hold is also. It's not something he came to the square knowing would be something he could use against Lola. I know. Because he didn't know that Jay was going to, hmm. you know, rekindle his relationship with Lola again. So I, I, Lola just feels really pointless. Yeah, but me. that's what I mean. It's like Lola... She's just there. Like, when she was doing the scene right at the beginning of the week with Billy, and they were going to have that pyjama party, and... Yeah. Uh, well, no, I quite liked that. <laughs> it's nice to see Billy and Lola having that relationship, mm. and, you know, it's something that I would like to see built. Um, and also, it gives Billy a bit more reason to be there, other than he's trying to chase Honey. He's trying to tell Honey that Adam's not so mm. great. But it's so predictable. We will get. We said, oh, exactly... I hope Lola's not back because they're going to get back with Jay. Yeah, and this and is exactly be a what love happened. triangle. Yeah, and that's what's going to happen. Mm. And I agree with you. And it's, it just makes Lola seem to have a very short lifespan on the soap. It's it like just she's... makes no sense. Like if she's what we're so meant to know that she was what happily engaged to someone. Mm. Ben's asked her to come to Wolford. But well, how is she reason. part of the plan with That's Ben? That's what I what? mean. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. With with the Phil thing. It's like... And like... If Ben's treating her so horribly, like he's really treating her horribly. Like he has this massive halt, like he's an abusive husband almost. Yeah, he's being really aggressive toward but her. But like, surely she could just be like, no, and then she'd go back to Manchester mm. to her fiancé. Like there's mm. nothing actually physically stopping her. No. There's Lexi, but Ben doesn't have custody of Lexi, so I just don't really well, get. Because, yeah, last week they were, but, but they were packed up to go, weren't they? And mm. She was going to leave, and then Ben kind of manipulated her to stay. It's yeah, like, it's really well, odd. If you don't stay, then I'll let everyone know. But but and it's she... really unlike Ben as well to act like this. But they... like we had four yeah. years of Harry Reid's Ben, where he had that he had like loads of development in those four years. Mm. Well, he was still kind of a bad boy, I guess. Well, his sexuality was his development, and, wasn't it? Yeah. So the Harry Reid era, if you want to call it that, mm. was his sexuality. That was his development. Um, but the char- uh, the actor... But also before... his anger issues were developed as well. Yeah, but that was softened because of Paul. Mm. Um, I mean, if only Paul hadn't died, none of this would have happened. Um, I still find it a harsh... I think the biggest problem is because it's been such a short time since the last time we saw Ben. That's it's been true. like 14 months, I yeah, think, at that's most. that's true. That's true. So I think it's just a big... Like, it's such a short time to have a recast anyway, and then to have the character completely change like that. It's just like... You're right, though. If there had been a bigger... doesn't quite add up. Yeah, if there had been a bigger gap between Harry Reid leaving and then, obviously, then the new 
Ben coming mm. in, then perhaps you wouldn't feel quite so... It just feels com- like a different character. Yeah, then. you wouldn't feel quite so compelled to want to compare the two of them mm. quite so much. But because, it, as you said, it's been just over a year, you feel that like what's it's happened, necessary really. to kind yeah. of say, well, that's not the Ben that left. Mm. So what's happened in that time space for this to... Exactly. Develop? And like Ben left to like, he, for all we know, he's travelled like France and Portugal and Spain. Like mm. You'd expect him to come back like a bit more like cultured maybe that's what i was expecting yeah not angry yeah like he he was meant to come back and they were like oh he's come back he's more confident with his sexuality than ever and he's this and that and it's like you haven't really seen any of that no and like he's been traveling the world he's been on his own he might have met loads of people he you expect him to come back a bit more chilled or well without such a direct plan because he's literally come back to Albert Square take down Phil. to do this one thing mm. and that's take down Phil. It's like Phil when they left, I know he stole some of the heist money, but yeah. they never left on like massively bad terms. Not really. And we get we're meant to be under the understanding that Ben's got quite a lot good life out in Portugal now, and it seems like a lot of effort just to try to tear mm. your your dad into pieces by deliberately trying to because this is what's happening. He's going to deliberately help Phil get his money back, mm-hmm. much to Kathy's glee as she stood in the kitchen <laughs> beaming again. She's been beaming a lot this week, mm-hmm. and um and then and then just tear him down a few strips. Mm-hmm. And it just it, it it seems weird that you would put so much effort into basically destroying someone's life. If I if no. I was Ben, I would have turned up, seen that Phil was in a lot of trouble, just thought, well, I suppose he's done it to himself, mm-hmm. so there's no need for me to do it, and then just head back home again. Mm-hmm. It's another thing that worries me because they've they're going down this like human trafficking storyline yeah which is really dark like for anyone like even a character like ben it's one of those sort of storylines that can a character come back from that like yeah why would ben be okay with that yeah and i don't know if phil Phil doesn't know about it keanu kept saying it's like does phil know about it but ben does now and he was quite happy to ignore it ben was aware from it in the beginning hence why he was there to make sure that it was carried out and that's what worries me because Mm. it it almost feels like ben's come back for like a six-month storyline like do you know what i mean like yeah. it doesn't feel like he could carry on after this no but if that's the case why have they bothered recasting him but exactly exactly there's no there's no reason why you would change the actor just to have him pop mm. in for a few months and he's and come in out. and he's been like a hundred percent like villain yeah there's been no it's like softer there's been a few funny lines i guess when he met whitney and halfway and thing. Um, well no even then he was uh bitchy he was bitchy he was a bit smarmy mm. wasn't he 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 made a joke saying like i can't keep up with the men that you're with whitney and mm. callum kind of took it a bit like Do you oh. that callum looked at him as he walked away <laughs> i clocked that but not Very not suspicious. i don't think i think he was looking at him as if to say who are you to be horrible about our relationship you thought that ben <laughs> you thought that ben was eyeing up callum at well, the other end of the was. bar well, I don't know. so do you think he was a bit jealous of whitney and that's why he I made think the there jive could be a callum and a ben relationship <laughs> you think that ben's gonna date everyone you think ben's gonna date gray no, I don't as well. anymore no no, no i've not. met gray oh, okay no no you thought that gray might be bisexual and so that they might end up having oh yeah but no <laughs> but i mean callum looked back at him why oh i don't think callum <laughs> fancies ben i don't let's not do a story no, where don't. ben tries to um break up people well not just that to try to turn someone into because mm. that's there's nothing worse than to because then that gives fuel to people's fires that homosexuals all they want to do is make straight men gay <laughs> let's not do that please let's not do that but apparently there's a gay relationship starting soon on this show okay who say so? maybe it's one of the people that they're trafficking <laughs> ben's uh maybe that's who ben's associate is maybe that's how he has these contacts maybe he's one of the high up people 
I mean, I was, I was so surprised to see Ben, because I expected Ben when he was there with Keanu to be like, um, okay, yeah, I know what's going on, but this is a one-off. At least to kind of explain mm. it away, even if he was lying to Keanu, to explain away the whole situation of what Keanu was had to do. Mm. But he didn't. He was just no, steadfast. Yeah. He was really cold, Very yeah. Odd. And he, he said to um, to Keanu that he needs to grow a pair, and he really undermines Keanu the whole time. Mm. And you can tell Keanu is kind of feeling his world fall away from him because he's kind of built himself up in or wanting to build himself up in Phil's image. Now Ben's arrived. Mm. He's kind of he's being doing torn. He doesn't really want to do, isn't he? He's doing things he don't want to do. And he's realizing that he, the wise words of Sharon a few year, a few months ago, when she said that the reason she likes Keanu and not Phil is because Keanu is gentle and he's a nice guy. Mm. He doesn't, can't get caught up in this kind of world. And uh, Keanu is now getting caught up in it. So I think that's another reason why I don't think, obviously Sharon's a bit upset because he's playing Louise, even though Phil's encouraging Keanu that's weird as well carrying it on yeah it's like phil says he doesn't care about hurting louise's feelings mm. when pretty odd really odd so that's his own daughter mm. that's the daughter who he went to e20 to smack hunter with a baseball bat about i know and now he's saying ah, i don't care about her as long as i'm making money and i've got yeah. my son ben it's all about mail isn't it i suppose it's like this is the my mail this is the only mm. heir to my legacy i know but it just feels really backwards mm. like ben's gone backwards he's like the guy that played Ben before Harry Reid, he's more like that Ben, I guess. But because yeah. we've had the Harry Reid Ben for four years in between, it's sort of like really but it's been, disjointed. There's been such a nice character. progression with the Harry Reid. Yeah. I mean, a lot, lots like I said, lots of people on Twitter were saying, oh, here's 2011 Ben. And they were saying, mm. we're going back to the 2011 era of Ben, which, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't remember it very well. And so that's not a good sign either, because that's not something I particularly obviously got uh, invested in no. that Ben. Um, all I remember really was that he smacked Heather around the head and killed Heather. Mm. But, but he's had that that, arc, that redemption arc. He's had that. So now they're sort mm. of like brought him back again. But he's they just need. It's it's almost like how you know how they introduced Ruby and she had the rape storyline like within the second episode. Yeah, it's almost like that with Ben. Like they've introduced him and given him this. He's evil. There, that's it. Yeah, in that's one that's episode. His character. It's and, like, black and white. Yeah, they should have spent a bit longer. Like having him be a bit more human or seeing his family again or spending time like with his mum and his granddaughter, just starting to humanise him. They're relying a, a little bit. bit. Yeah, I think they're relying a little bit too heavily on the fact that this is Ben Mitchell. You know this character. Here he is. Yeah, but I don't. Because like, he's coming. It's that I don't know Ben mm. Mitchell because that's nothing like what he was before. Mm. Because they seem to be playing the real long slow game with Ikra and Habiba. They're that's new characters. Weird. Exactly. I really don't get Ikra and Habiba because mm. I was I thought they were Kate Oates like first character creation, but maybe they were in the pipeline before Kate Oates. I don't know. Do you think Kate Oates has inherited Ikra and Habiba from John York, and she just doesn't know what to do with them? And what she says, so she's just kind of thrown them know. in and seen what sticks. Mm. Maybe because she seems. Cause it doesn't make sense for there to be no because there's no storyline with them for weeks mm. yet, like till the end of April. I don't think. I mean, in the interview with Kate Oates that they did before she took on the uh, role, she did say that she was wanting to do a lot with the Mitchells. Mm. So obviously her plan has always been to have this Big Ben storyline. But it just doesn't seem to be logical as it should be with mm. Ben. As you said, it would have been nicer if they kind of introduced him in slowly. Yeah. But they're kind of just thrown him in mm. running. And they've like tacked on Lola and it just feels mm. like, why? Well, let's talk about Lola. Like, this whole storyline could happen without Lola at the moment. Yeah. Really. 
but but let's talk about the Lola story that oh, is then. Okay. So it's it's basically he yeah. she's got together with Jay. Um, yeah. So they they Billy's kind of encouraged it or uh, manufactured them mm. meeting up at the park to look after the kids. They play hide and seek. Really poor game of hide and seek <laughs> because they're hiding behind a bench with an open back. <laughs> And uh, aids to get found though. Lexi's not very good <laughs> Lexi's at that. Lexi's rubbish. Yeah. I mean, goodness me. And yeah, uh, Jay and Lola agree that they want to be just friends. But mm. then he does try to. Does he try to kiss her? Doesn't he? And she says no. They try to kiss each other a couple of times. Yeah. yeah once behind the bench, and she says no, no, no. Let's mm. just be friends. But then in the in E twenty. Yeah. They both kiss each other. Yeah. I mean, Jay's kissing. It was like he was licking a wall. <laughs> it was really peculiar. Did you not think he kept moving his head up like a, you know in a cow really or a watch cat? It. <laughs> I have to say, I mean, I was watching it, but like Lola and Jay has no interest for me. No, Lola feels again. She just feels like she's going to be there for a few months. She has no sort of long purpose for me. I half expected Ruby to be like at the bar and kind of just swivel watching. around on one of those chairs and be like, oh, yeah. oh, this is the guy who supported me in court last week. Mm. Said he'd like you know did, wouldn't do anything to hurt me, and then he's licking mm. lola on the face because ben doesn't want them to get together and he's sort of that's when we find out that she's got a fiance because he says oh i know this wait just wait until i tell him yeah how you... do you think jay would feel if he found out you had a fiance mm. it's like oh. it's just really weird it's like a really rubbish reveal mm. <laughs> i thought like when people were like oh it's a really good um cliffhanger ending tonight i was like mm, really i mean I... she has a fiance it's not exactly <laughs> biggest dirt in the world but it? you don't know what that fiance is like and i've got i've got an idea that perhaps the fiance because you can see by the way she gets manipulated by ben mm. is the fiance maybe a friend of ben's and so he's also quite manipulative yeah, but quite i don't get nasty. what like ben and lola haven't seen each other in like five years mm. why has he suddenly got whole control over her mind <laughs> like, it's yeah, but that's what i mean is, is the fiance is has she got herself a bit perhaps like tiff has she got herself caught up in something bigger than what's being let on at the moment mm. and so her fiance may be linked maybe the fiance is linked to the whole human trafficking story so it's mm. him that's how ben has got involved too because it's a friend and so perhaps the man who lola's fiance is is a very powerful mm. man and could hurt jay um, and could seriously hurt lola so do you think the way for this human trafficking storyline to go for us to feel sympathy for ben is something going to happen to lexi maybe like she nearly gets taken into human trafficking and that's how ben then has a conscience or something maybe perhaps because way. we still haven't seen from the trailer who had been who who has been or will well, be kidnapped be we don't know this yeah but come on but it could be lola maybe the fiance finds out kidnaps Lu- uh, lola and this is as you say this is when Ben's ben conscience. has a quick redemption hmm. i mean i don't know the problem is is that it's going to be such a quick redemption what's then going to happen between him and phil is he then going to admit and say oh i came here to ruin you but hmm. no i want to be family near and hooray he's not even got any money to take off phil like i don't really get what his plan is but he gave his last five pound to phil yeah to do whatever he likes with it's really odd hmm. i mean phil's not going to start a chain of chicken shops that's for sure because he's got <laughs> no money at all to put his laundered money hmm. into so he needs to build up the the business, but I think there's more to it. I'm I'm giving them the yeah benefit of the doubt I as I so, like to say because I'm just not really. Mm. I was so like Ben's return last week was really good. It's like oh he's a great actor and he's this and yeah. that. But I don't know. I just don't know the way that they're going with the character seems off. I think just seems like a new character. Yeah, basically. I'm I'm hoping that there is a, there's going to be a few nuances in this story. It's not mm. going to just be Ben is this, Lola is involved, and Phil gets in trouble because don't forget that we've still got shianu to expose we still have louise and keanu to 
exposed because they've got the kind mm. of relationship still, you know, between them. So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of little bits in this story. It's not just Ben mm. and, and but Ben Phil. keeps going on like he's not there for long term. He keeps going, oh well, we'll do this and we'll be out. Yeah, but that's that's the. So there's got to be something that's going to have to end up with him keep keeping him there. I well, guess. I if if they do cut the whole human trafficking and Ben admitting to feel short, then there's still more to come between mm. them because as I say, there's still Sharon, there's still Keanu, there's there's still so much. There's still Mel, um, because Mel wants to get involved with the hum- <laughs> uh, with the money laundering mm. too. So if you think about it, everyone's kind of the the, the Mitchells or Phil and Ben storyline is a bit like a black hole that's sucking all the rest of the stories into. So mm. everything seems to be uh, the nucleus seems to be Phil and Ben at the so moment. Let's just hope it's successful because if not, then it's all going to fall apart. So just like a black hole, we hope. it's going to collapse. <laughs> right. So next up, we have got a short little game. So everyone, get your pen and paper out because it's exam time. And you're thinking caps. Hello, children, and welcome to Libby Fox's Degree of Excellence. I'm ready, Ben. You ready for another lot? Yep, yep. I've been studying all week. I've been moving from one room to the next, but I have had a little run and a vomit, so okay, I'm okay now. You. I am. I'm Your okay. head's clear. <laughs> I feel nice, so much clearer. <laughs> right, so Libby Fox's Degree of Excellence is a game where I ask you multiple choice questions about mundane things that have happened in EastEnders this week. Yep, yep, yep. Such as, what colours? bra was cat wearing on tuesday things like that well, the question here should be why are you staring at cat's breasts <laughs> you have you, no answer yeah. <laughs> anyway right let's... so are you ready for your multiple choice questions i am i do like this game so let's play okay so question one what color tie was hunter wearing in court was it a blue b red c black or d white he was wearing a white shirt and dark trousers mm. And I know he likes to look a bit suave, so I'm going to go with C, black. That's incorrect, I'm afraid. It was B, red or maroon. (laughs) For danger. Watch out, I'm going to plead guilty. (laughs) Right, that was the beginning of the week, a long time ago. It was, it seems like ages ago. (laughs) Question two. Mm. What Portuguese meal did Ben cook Cathy and Phil? (laughs) (laughs) No, you have to bear with me here. He picked up a few tips in Portugal, (laughs) didn't he? Was it A... Churico beans, B. Calda Verde, C. Arroza de Braga, or D. Portuguese Forno. Um, before I answer this, <laughs> can I just ask, did you Google these? <laughs> what did you Google? Portuguese mean? A lot of research this week in my questions. I just, I'm just curious to know how you. <laughs> Did you get Google Translate to tell you how to say them? So Libby mean... Fox doesn't tell me how the questions come. Oh, so Libby's written these. <laughs> oh, yeah. I need to get in touch with Libby, <laughs> courtesy of Holby General. Um, right, I think it's B, Cal de Verde. Oh, do you? Yeah. Do you like one of them? It, it's, it's like a broth. Oh, Verde. I just, Verde sounds like green. I don't know. Well, that's correct, B. Oh, thank you very much. That's it's just what Ben did cook, Kathy and Phil. It was a, so that's what they ate, a, a broth. Mm. Is paella Portuguese or is that Spanish? I don't know. Ask Ben. The other Ben. <laughs> I will next time I see ben him. Mitchell. <laughs> right, question three. How many times did Dennis text Sticks without getting a reply from him between the 6th and 8th of April? <laughs> okay. Was it A, three times? B, four times? C, 
five times or D six times. He was ghosted. Um, he had a few messages. He he looked. Mm, he, he was qu- scrolling, wasn't he? He was really scrolling. His thumb was doing all the work. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say C five. That's correct. Yes. Just let so you know, the last text he sent was at twelve thirty midnight. Was it a heart? Heart emoji. <laughs> it was a hey question mark. so question four Hmm. we've discussed Bex having trouble studying this week but I haven't I've been top on form (laughs) what notes was Bex having trouble finding on Thursday's episode oh I know this was it A differential calculus B accountancy C social sciences or D human resource management she lost some where were what were these notes she lost (sighs) I'm such torn between A and D, as 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 is my life. <laughs> so I'm going to say A. Oh, differential calculus. I'm, can I just say the only reason is because I know you can't say it, and I just wanted you to say it again. That is correct. Oh my goodness me! So good. I've got pretty damn yeah. good. Right, question five. What did Cat buy from the Minute Mart that cost eight pounds? <gasps> oh, I remember watching this scene mm. and thinking. Kim had put eight pounds in the cash register. Why did I think that? Was it A, Easter eggs, B, bottle of vodka, <laughs> C, nappies, or D, loo roll? I know. I ooh, Oh, no, you've hit me now with the loo roll. She <laughs> makes a comment that the house is... Cherry. Cherry. Hmm. Oh, well, you've given me the answer then. It must be C, nappies. It might be vodka. Cherry likes <laughs> some vodka. <laughs> She's probably got it from her mum, yeah. yeah. The taste for vodka. Also, Easter eggs are two for eight pounds in Tesco's. Just hinting. Might be two for eight pounds in a minute, Mark. It, Yolandi does like to copy deals. <laughs> I've seen them on the wall. I'm saying C, I'm saying nappies. Oh, are you? Yes. That's incorrect. Oh, it it's toilet roll, isn't roll. It? Oh. That was a bit of a swerve question, that one. Yeah. Right, question six and the last of the test. Okay. What form did Jack send to mail to evict her from the house? <laughs> was it a form 4B, form 3D, a form 6A, or a form 5C? <laughs> oh, I know it was a number and then the letter was in a bracket. But, but all of these are the Helping me at I'm all. Afraid. I am going to say 4A. A, 4A. It was 4B was A. Oh, I'm going to say 4B <laughs> then. I'm sticking to my guns. Okay. Well, I'm sad to say that's incorrect. Oh. You obviously do not know your laws. My, my council forms, I no. do not. No. It, the correct answer was C, form 6A. 6A. The only number I know is P45. And that's the one you get when you leave You'll your job. You'll be getting one of oh, the results yes. that you've got because <laughs> you scored three out of six. That's your worst one so far. That run really didn't do me any good, did it? <laughs> it's because I was stood behind Kush the whole time. No, I wasn't distracting. Con- no, I wasn't concentrating. That would burn calories. It really did. On its own. So, yeah, that's not very good. That's uh, Keegan Baker. Is it? What grade is it? What's well, 50%? 50% Keegan that Baker. D, isn't it? Keegan Baker. Not a Robbie. No. What's a Robbie? Is it lower? Robbie's lower. Oh, okay. What's a Sonia? <laughs> Sonia's 90%. Wow. No, no, Bex is 90%. Livy's 100%. Sonia's not on it. She's not on the scale. She's a nurse. She treats people with illnesses, but she's not on the scale of intelligence. Fifty percent. No, must do better. Okay. No, that's that's fair. That's fair. 
I, I should have concentrated less on the, the cash register number and more on what she was buying. Mm. Always look out for things that are going on. I will from now on. Next time the game is played. <laughs> next time you warn me. Well, I'd like to know how everyone else did on the game, on the quiz. See if you did better how than can 50%. They, how can they let you know, Ben? <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> I don't do that. There's <laughs> Twitter, at EastEnders Week. Instagram, at EastEnders Weekly Podcast. Or Facebook group, just search EastEnders Weekly Podcast. Or if you're so inclined, email us. Send us questions on the email. Send yeah. us ideas for games. We love to get them. There you go. So I hope you enjoyed that. And that was Libby Fox's Degree of Excellence. So I've got £6,000. <laughs> yep. And I want my salon opened within two weeks. <laughs> fully you need stocked. Fully stocked. Whole kit. Insured. Yeah, yeah. Rent. Staff. Rent. Staff. Is, do you remember a story? I forget what it if it's maybe something I dreamt, but there was a story where if you put money into like this special pot, lots of money comes out of it. it just, I think Patrick lives in this world. And plus, Patrick's now gone on holiday. I know. <laughs> he's gone. So he's booked a flight to Trinidad yeah. as well. I want the salon open by Good Friday. I'm off to a Trinidad. Yeah, see you later. Bye. Doop. That's ridiculous. He's mad. It makes very little sense, this storyline, that they're opening a whole salon with £6,000. In two weeks. <laughs> no promotions, no advertising. They're One gonna... hairdresser. One hairdresser, that's yeah, it. yeah, that's well, two hairdressers because Mitch is a ha- is a is a barber. No, he's a separate business. He is, isn't he? He's yeah, like, he's like in the back. He has his own little so, area at the back. They're not going to get much done. No, I mean, what's Kim? What is Kim and Denise planning to do? Are they just going to mull around? Kim's waxing because I've seen a picture of her waxing Rain's leg next week. Oh, you did mention this earlier. Yeah, so so she's doing waxing, but it looks like she's in pain. So I'm mm. assuming Kim's not very good. But um, we had Chantel saying yes, no, yes, no, yes, no to the job all week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but which didn't make any sense either to me. Really, I couldn't quite understand what was going on. Well, her reason was because she, when she was she a child, kids. well, no, when she was a ch- well, yes, when she was a child, um, Mitch abandoned her. Yeah, and so she didn't really have parents properly parents around her. It was a bit of a hard time for her when she was younger, having that as her family life, and so she doesn't want to do that with her two kids. Right. Um, and so, but she can't make her money because she does want to have a career as well. She wants to. What, wasn't she a hairdresser stylist. before though? Because they called well, her in. She was a mobile hairdresser, and what? so she would only work hours that she could fit around her kids. Right. But when oh, Denise, they want full time. Well, when yeah, Denise is sorting out the rotor. Because their salon's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Denise also said that she only wants her working, I think, four days a week. So who's going to cover the other? <laughs> Shirley. Three days. Oh, yeah. It's just nuts. It doesn't isn't make it? any sense at all. No. Do we have a name for the salon yet? I don't think we do. do no, we? we don't. I mean, it's going to be something along the f- Foxy Cut. Yeah, that's or... it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Foxy Sisters or something stupid. But, doesn't um... bear thinking about. It. If anyone has any suggestions of what uh, Denise and Kim and Mitch's salon slash barbershop slash waxing salon could be called, then please do send them to us on the usual mm. social media. Yes, please. I'd like to hear what Foxy puns you will have. Don't necessarily Foxy. You could combine the two names, Kim and Denise. Kenise. 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 Mitch and Patrick and Chantel. Matrell. <laughs> Matrell Salon. Yes, it's very silly. But they're just ordering things all week, basically. We have like a storyline of Kim sort of taking off her wedding ring, giving up on Vincent, it yeah. feels like. Looks Moving over on. at number one, Albert Square, sees mm. it up for auction knows that she's got to move on so she puts down the red wedding ring and decides she's going to start a career she's going to become a businesswoman a proper oh. businesswoman a waxer a waxer over a few drinks with cat she says that she wants to be an entrepreneur 
Mm. Just like her sister. It's nice that they remember that friendship between Kat and Kim again. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was nice little little bits. Uh, we met Chantel's two kids as well. Two more kid actors on the square. Yeah, thumbs up from both of them. <laughs> Is this our new house? Okay, let's move in. Shot of the two kids. Almost synchronised with a <laughs> thumbs up. Straight forward to the camera. I know, I'd be really annoyed if someone bought a house and I had not even looked at it. It's a nice house, though. I, I like know, number one. I might not like it. Got three levels, a basement. Got a lot of history. Lots of history. Used mm. to be a doctor's surgery. People Flats. almost were buried there. Yeah. Flats, yeah. Bedsits. Ethel lived there. Mm. You can still hear Ethel when the wind blows through <laughs> the walls. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, Grey's just done that, basically just bought the house. And then she goes from not wanting to work there because she wants to be with her kids. Mm. So then Grey buys her a house and he just goes yes to her. And then she goes, oh, I'll work there. And then she says yes. Yeah, weird. I just don't understand. Well, maybe because she's now in the square, so there's not going to be much travel easier. time. Yeah, she can just turn the corner and she's at work. Maybe he'll work from home in like the basement, turn it to an office. Well, that's what I think. I think he's going to start up his own kind of like independent mm. soliciting. Not <laughs> doctor right surgery. Word, is it? Well, he he could try his hand at being a doctor, but he might get in a lot of trouble. And also, I think I you know Kim accused him of being a chauvinistic pig, not letting his women go out and work. Even though Kim was very much a kept woman when she was mm. with. Uh, Vincent. He's not like that though, is he? I don't think. No, she was just grasping at straws. They were desperate to get some someone to be a stylist, mm. and I mean, there must be more than just like Stacy. Well, Stacy said no. Well, so did Lola. Yeah. See, if Paul didn't die, you see, Paul could have done it. <laughs> They're dripping through the <laughs> through the fingers of Denise and uh, yeah. Kim. Michelle could come back if Michelle didn't leave. She could be a hairdresser again. She didn't really get that far though with it. With no, her NBQ, do it. did Nor she? did Stacy, did she? I don't think. Stacy so did it one day. When she's done a good job with uh, Ruby. <laughs> she's always doing Ruby's style mm. for her. Or whenever someone's getting married. I mean, that's another lucrative deal they need to start striking up. There's so many weddings. There hasn't been a wedding in ages on the on square. EastEnders. The well, last wedding was... I don't count Max and Rainey's because that's not real. Well, Mel and... No, but that never happened either. Mel and Ray's? It happened. Oh, yeah, I guess. But before that, it was Ronnie and Roxy like years ago. Ooh. Not Ronnie and Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie and Jack. <laughs> that's one sick wedding. <laughs> really like um, Chantel. Mm, she's same. like... A normal woman. Mm. Good actress. She's funny. She's slotted in. But it's nice that they've introduced a family without any dark secret. Mm. It's nice that they're just a new family. And as I said earlier on the programme, they... They're just being introduced slowly and mm, professionals. Yeah, professional. Like yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, that's another thing. They're not just kind of like yeah, they they can work and they're they're interesting and they have a life and you're 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 mm. invested in them straight away. Yeah, they're just normal, nice mm. guys. Nice guys. <laughs> so their two kids are probably going to get friendly with Ricky and Amy as mm. well. So. And there's Bailey as well. Like she's disappeared for a bit, but there's that thing going. Yeah, on. Bailey's there, so. but Bailey's a bit older than them, I think. Just well, Amy's she... older than Bailey. Amy's twelve. Is believe she? it or not. God, you wouldn't think it. The way yeah, she plays with that iPad, she throws she her acts, fists yeah. at it. She's... Oh, she acts very young, mm. kind of, Amy. But it's just assuming then for Jack to get friendly with Grey, you see, because their two kids will be oh, yeah. friendly with Modern each other. Modern dads together doing pickups. Oh, goodness me. School pickups. Turtlenecks. <laughs> Turtlenecks and camera coats. Gloves. God, let's never remember them when he rented that car. Let's never remember that again. <laughs> and Adam can do pickups for um, Honey's kids as well. The yeah. three dads. Oh, because they're going to do scenes with also Martin as well. So yeah. they'll be, they're all going to stand in the square. Yeah. Poker nights at number one, Albert Square. Yeah. Women. With Grey. And they're all going to talk about women. <laughs> women, women, women. Mm, I can see that. It's writing itself a little bit, isn't it? Mm. And Mick will be shoehorned in because Mick. Oh, yeah. He yeah. and his male friends. I suppose he has got a child of similar yeah. age. Yeah, Ollie, exactly. Mm, see, all the men, Ollie. all the dads. Can yeah, talk. so many dads on the square all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah, so many daddies. 
Good. You were saying earlier on the show that they were worried that there were too many kids in the square. Now look at it. They're overflowing with children. Mm. And they're all at an age where they can't really have storylines, so it's a bit pointless. I but... don't know. When then um, Kate Oates took over Coronation Street, she introduced a lot of young cast, and they all had stories here and oh, there. Did they? Yeah, yeah, so perhaps as a conscious decision to bring in a new generation to the, to the square. Mm. But I'm glad that number one Albert Square will be used again, because it's a good set. Good history. It's a great set, yeah. So great house. house that needs to be full for like a family. So. It's funny because it's the one house that you think would be occupied by a family that would be a bit more important. Not to say Chantel and Gray won't be important. No, but a bit more history on the square or something. Yeah, like yeah. the Mitchells would live in it mm. because it looks over the rest of the square mm. and it looks over the Vic. So you think that that house would be used more as a, as a kind of... I don't know the monarchy of the square would live there. Mm. Mm. So it, it surprises would. me because Phil kind of lives in a bit of a dingy little hole, really, around the corner. Yeah. The only advantage he has is it's near the bottle bin, so Sharon's <laughs> bottles can be transported there quicker. Exactly, no bin issues there. No. Last storyline we've got to do is a very short one um, and a very boring one, I feel. like It's just like, <laughs> oh, God, is the Beck storyline. She's just studying again, basically. Yeah, she's stressing out, isn't she? She can't <laughs> seem to get her head it's in so her books. It's so boring to watch, though. Mm. Sonia tries to help her out by giving her a pampering yeah, day Yeah, that was home. boring, too. Well, there was only two scenes, and yeah. one of them was Beck saying, oh, I'm so relaxed, and lifting up the cu- cucumber and seeing <laughs> Sonia texting uh, mm. Bianca. So relaxing in this dark, dingy room, which yeah. has been decorated for 40 <laughs> years, on this stuffy couch. She probably stinks of smoke in there because of the dot. Yeah. Um, I mean, Bex is feeling a bit neglected, a bit left out. Oh, every who time. isn't? I know, but maybe she, she should punch Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Sonia's had a slap, didn't she? She had a slap from Tiff last week. Yeah. So, so many people are smacking one another. It's really becoming quite a slappy soup. <laughs> now I come to think of it. Um, but yeah, she's just finding it trouble to study. And then Martin has the great idea of uh, maybe um, de-stressing your mind. And the best one to do that would be Kush, because he can help you exercise. Yep, yep. Go on a run with Kush yeah. on a very, very cold, mm. wintry day. <laughs> I mean, there cold was morning. frost on the ground. There was, It was like a scene from Frozen. Mm. I mean, it was just mad. Yeah, and they went for a run. It was the best thing ever for Bex. Well, Bex overexerted herself a little thinking. bit too much. Yeah, she, her mind got cleared, but also her stomach. Mm. Because um, she, I think anyone who hasn't exercised for a long time, your body gets in shock, doesn't it? I know it's happened to me. <laughs> Remember when we first went to the gym? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, she puked up in front of Cushy, but she still has a thing for him, it looks like. Well, yes. I mean, who wouldn't have a thing for Cush in what he was wearing? That well, Karen day? likes it. Karen likes bums, doesn't she? <laughs> Karen, I love it. Every time, like, someone outside her house uh, is... Bends over. <laughs> bends over, yeah. She just sits, stands over her fag hanging out of her mouth, just like, ooh. Yeah. Because I watched an old episode, not an old episode, but an episode from a few years ago the other day, and it was when Masood was cleaning the laundrette floor, and she was there with a fagging around looking at his bum. And then she was looking at Mitch's bum when he returned last year. Yeah. And now she's looking at Kush's bum, so she's got a thing. Got a thing about a pert bum, mm. peachy bottom. That's what she likes. She does. Well, you know, you got to have a thing, <laughs> and that's Karen's. Yeah. So yeah, it looks like they're going ahead with this cushion, Bex. Well, Bex wants to carry on running with him three times a week. Three times a week. Yeah, it's fine, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> Plus warm up as well and warm down. Mm. I mean, he's got a proper routine. I'm surprised Kelly doesn't go running with Cush. He's busy, isn't he? He's busy trafficking humans. That's true. Cush doesn't do anything, no. does he? I mean, how does Kush keep such a physique when all he does is run three times a week? That's the question we really no, we should be asking. We don't know what he does in his flat, you see. He might be <laughs> doing pull-ups over Mo. 
<laughs> push-ups over Mo. Mo. Mo might sit on his back while he does push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. That's a really good idea. Dead weight, just yeah. laying there. <laughs> she he does some bicep curls using Mo's goods that she's stolen from Fat Elvis. Hangs oh, up missed... her bras and does some pull-ups. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could do like these elastic Bloody. bands, couldn't you? <laughs> these bands that are resistance bands using uh, Mo's twenty-year-old yeah. bras and knickers. I mean, they must be the elastic must be worn out on Big Mo's knickers because she hides everything down them, doesn't she? Money, mm. ten mobile phones, mobile phones, uh, audio recorders. Yeah, it's all going on. So it's, God, it's... I remember that storyline. That was so stupid. Well, when she was recording the whole of the square <laughs> and pretending to be a tele- uh, telepath, not telepathic, yeah, yeah. Um, psychic. Yeah, that was so mad. I we talked. I remember talking about it with mm. you and just. The disappointment in our voices <laughs> as we discussed it. Yes, that's right. But yeah, that's all there is to say about Bex, really. She's just finding it hard to study and it's also... confusing me with I don't Bex. know where it's going. I know. Is it going to like some sort of breakdown? I don't know. I was... Maybe. I was sure. I was absolutely sure that it was going to be... Bex was just going to study, pass her exams, and then go to university. And so then she'll come into the soap every now and then. But it mm. looks like they're leading Such to... Such a shame, though. Because like, they could do a lot with Bex if they tried. Like she's not, a, she's a decent actress. When oh she's yeah. Given the chance and like she's like the only female Fowler like left, mm. and they're just kind of like wasting her. But I hate the fact that they built her up as being this really highly intelligent, highly independent girl. Mm. Um, and then she's just it's, again they seem to be just kind of rewriting her mm. and making. And her... the trouble is like her scenes are just boring. Like yeah, they're just no really interest. boring to watch. Her looking at a book and walking out of room. Yeah, getting stroppy. Because you can tell that scene's being that when they went when Sharon came over and to, to talk to Tiff, that mm. scene the beginning had been cut short. But there was something that happened before mm. when she slammed her book and then ran, ran mm. out of the room. And Be- and Sonia was like, "Oh, sorry, Bex, <laughs> done it again. Sorry, Bex." But yeah. And where's Stuart? Where is Stuart? I oh, know he's gone. He's gone. Rainy's gone. Habiba Nicker's gone. <laughs> Where's Ted? He well, came back. Ted's big, yeah. Ted's big comeback last week, <laughs> where we still don't know whether Bernie, maybe he's killed Bernie and buried her, and that's what's happened. Yeah, yeah. From the news, <laughs> Bernie's going to walk in, shuffling her feet, saying, "Oh, Mr. Murray's dead." <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, anyway, poor Mr. Murray. Right. So let's move on then to who won the week. You know me, I ain't one to gossip. So it's that part again where we find out who won the week. But before we do, as always, we need to jump into our time tunnel, <laughs> spin like they did in Austin Powers' Gold Member, mm. and find out what happened in previous years on EastEnders yeah. this week. Bit of trouble this week, because I was doing it, and then I got distracted by what was actually happening and what I was watching, and I ended up just watching like things that weren't happening this time last year. Right. By accident. <laughs> I, I feel this may go off, off the road a little bit. Well, the trouble is, I was doing my birthdays and deaths, as I usually do, and I saw that Angie Watts died, RIP. Mm. And then I thought, I fancy watching the fallout of that. So I tried to find, like, when Sharon made the phone call. So the episode where they announced that she had died off screen yeah, um, is basically on the 8th of April, 2002, but it's actually the 7th of April. Okay. But obviously the soap was a bit out of touch. Well, it's, it's within the boundaries, so yes. you're okay. Um, so Pauline answers the phone at the laundrette. She goes, hello, stranger. Does she still not have a phone at home? No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and, then she goes, and then obviously Sharon says Angie's died. She goes, oh, Sharon. And that's all there is. That's it. The whole episode. No one else ever mentions it Do again. you see Sharon? Because Sharon... No, Sharon's ha- not in it at the moment. Oh, so she did... So she, so she just phoned the laundrette. But you must hear Sharon say it. No. 
Oh, so you Pauline, Pauline just recalls sorry. it, saying, "Oh, hmm. oh, I'm sorry about that, Sharon." Oh, so you still don't know that? Um... You do. She says it to Dot for was... one line. Oh, okay. Then that's it. See, and I was like, "Wait a minute, there must hmm. be more to this." So I just watched every episode <laughs> in a row, <laughs> waiting to find out when everything was happening, and they didn't really mention it until the actual funeral, which was like the 22nd of April. And that's when Sharon turns up. Yes. Yeah. That's a very good episode. I watched that episode. But it's got nothing to do with this time last year. No, so da, 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 wait till later in a couple yeah. of weeks and then we'll talk about but it. I got very distracted. You got so I went off. So, but I also on the 9th of April when I was looking for more Angie news, um, the next episode, there was a inserted scene, oh. topical scene. Um, the Queen's mother had died I... and they were broadcasting the funeral on a radio. Oh, Right. I remember when the Queen Mother died. Yeah. I was at work and everyone was really upset and I was I couldn't really understand mm. why. And so Pauline and Dot were listening to it in the laundrette on radio. Mm. And they were reminiscing about the times. The good times. The good times. The square was during wartime. <laughs> and one episode I did watch, which was the 12th of April 2004, we had an episode where they go out on location. So we have Dot and Jim, Pauline and Derek... Patrick and Yolandi, and they're going on holiday to the seaside. I knew it would be the seaside. Knotted <laughs> hankies and string vests. Um, and Patrick was planning to propose to Yolandi. Oh, right. Okay. Mm. Jim's bought a uh, dress for Dot because he wants to dance with her, but she never likes a fuss being made of her or attention on her, so mm. she's not happy with him. Mm. So she gets very upset. Pauline is getting a bit confused with her and Derek's relationship because they're meant to be friends because he's gay. Yeah. Um, but she's getting a bit blurred lines as like she's treating him like her husband. Oh right, okay. So he calls her out on it and says, "I want some time on my own on this holiday." She needs and... to be more of a fag hag. Yeah, and Derek ends up seeing one of his old flames there, and they have a little chat. And Pauline has three men after her on the dance floor. Does she? Yeah. I mean, she's pretty hot, Pauline. To be <laughs> honest, there she is. To the bitter end, she still had the look. Yeah, she had that silver hair, didn't she? Yeah, that kind of sultry, angry, bitter look. Um, And when they were going to the thing, there was one of those, you know, this arcade dance, dance revolution. I love dance, dance revolution. Well, Dot and Jim didn't. They said that's not proper dancing. (laughs) Were they playing it? No, Patrick did. And he was like really smooth and good on it. And Yolanda was getting really turned on. (laughs) And she was like saying to um, Dot, because she heard that she was going to propose. She says, I never thought he was the type. And um, I've, we've said it to God, so that's all that matters. And Doc's like, mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't imagine. I, I need to see that scene yeah, of Patrick playing Dance Dance Revolution. He's like really smooth, like going from one arrow to the other. Is he? And Jim's doing it next to him. He's not very good. Have you never seen Dance... Well, you must have. The dance, there's no smooth in well, Dance Patrick Dance Revolution. It. It's just step, 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 step. Patrick's got it down. He's driving his hips, all sorts going on. I love those days. Yolandi's loving it. Oh, and can you show me that um, after we've done the recording? Okay. 12th of April 2004, everyone. Yeah. If you want to try and find well, it. I, I, might, I might make a little video, put it on Twitter, <laughs> of Patrick doing some DDR. Yes. So there you go. And the rest, I just got a bit distracted because Angie died and I wanted to see what happened to her. But her funeral was really good. And Jan turns up. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. Um, a few birthdays as well. Debbie Bates. Debbie Bates. Debbie Bates. Oh, she was married to Nigel. Yes. Oh, not married, were they? Oh, no, they were married. Yeah, they yes. were, but then she died. Yeah, she died. And that's the really, really good scene when Nigel tells the daughter. Mm, and Julie's see... legacy. Yes. Uh, 10th of April, 1963. Uh, Spencer Moon's birthday is passed. No one gives a... Spencer, 63? No, Spencer is the next one. Debbie oh. Bates was 63. I was going to say, how old is Spencer? No. Spencer was 1985, 11th of April. He's younger than me. Mm. Well, he doesn't care. He's out with um, Vicky in Australia with Michelle at the moment, isn't he? Who, Spencer? I think so, yeah. 
That's where he's ended up off screen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, deaths. This is new, but I like. Oh it. yeah, you did. You did threatened us with this last I week, did. so you're doing deaths right. now. Thirteenth of April, nineteen eighty-nine. Donna Ludlow died. Oh no! Oh no, poor calf. Yeah. But that story again on Classic EastEnders on Drama I Channel. Love, I really feel sorry for Donna. When mm, we talk, I want to talk about Classic EastEnders soon because I really feel for Donna. We'll make room next week. Yeah. But yeah, died 13th April 1989. Very tragic death as well. It's really horrible. Mm. I won't spoil it. Um, 8th of April 2002 was Angie Watts, which we've all talked about. 12th of April 2004, Mark Fowler died. So obviously oh. Martin doesn't care, does he? Didn't Again, that. that was a Judy's legacy, wasn't it? When he rode away on the bike mm. and Pauline didn't want to say goodbye, but then mm. did and he eventually. died off screen. But yeah, you think Martin could have mentioned it, but no, obviously not. He's too busy hooking right. up Cush <laughs> with his daughter. <laughs> 9th of April. Lots of people died in April. 9th of April 2015 was Jim Branning's death. Oh, that was sad. And 10th of April 2015, the next day. <laughs> Gosh, a little bit of hair. Grim Reaper was out that day, wasn't he? <laughs> uh, Stan Carter died. A mixed dad. No, not no mixed, like, pretend dad. Tina oh. and Shirley's dad. Oh, okay. He died of cancer in hospital. Oh, it's a sad death, but I can't see him. It was really well done, that death. I remember watching it. It was really well done. He died in hospital and Aunt Babe came to see him and he was all, like, alone and ill. And it oh, was, like, really I do well remember. Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was playing Babe off with... Um, Sylvie. Uh, Sylvie and... Uh, Cora. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he had a lot of women on his deathbed, didn't yeah. he? Why not? Uh, great. So uh, this week we asked who won the week and the options were Sharon's punch out, Mel's meltdown, <laughs> Kim moves on or Lola, Jay dead. What? Jay did. Jay dead. Right. She's last. <laughs> uh, Sharon she has to win. Come last. on. Oh. Uh, Sharon won by a landslide, oh, quite good. honestly. Uh, she got 57% of the vote. <gasps> Uh, in second place was Lola, Jay dead. Oh, really? At 16%. Mel's meltdown at 15% and Kim last at 12%. Surprises me. Mm. Thanks for your votes. That was on Twitter, Instagram and our Facebook group. And we had a few comments as well on Facebook. Pat said, Sharon's punch caused me to emit a loud cheer and a laugh combo. <laughs> I mean, yeah, fair point. Tasso underscore bestie said on Instagram, this week was intense. And she did that thing when you can change the text where it says intense. Oh, so it really was intense. Mm. Changed the text. I so felt much. it. At knee underscore lamb on Twitter said, OMG, I thought nothing could beat Sharon's hard enough for you. But whoa, Denny, you dark horse. <laughs> uh, yeah. So thanks for all your comments. As I said, you can find it on Twitter at EastEnders Week on our Instagram at EastEnders Weekly Podcast or our Facebook group. All you have to do is search EastEnders Weekly Podcast. And you can also find on our Facebook group an exclusive clip from our Linda Davidson interview, <gasps> which you can only see if you join our Facebook group. Yes. And deleted scene, it was. It is a deleted scene. And you can listen to the full interview. It's coming out this Wednesday, Ben. You excited? Oh, no, I am excited, actually. Yeah. It was really fun talking to her. It was great talking to Linda. I mean, we, we spoke to her well over an hour, but we had to condense, condense it. it. Yeah. So, unfortunately... Uh, because a lot of it's us just kind of just talking to one another about <laughs> our day. But it was lovely. Linda's such a lovely woman and we had such a great chat and mm. it was great that we were able to talk to her. And uh, yeah. it's out... she has so many stories, isn't she? About, Loads like, of stories. The beginnings of the show and stuff. Mm. So. I mean, we could release, again, there's more clips we could probably release. So we may consider just putting out know. the odd leak here and there. <laughs> but um, There's something that we had to take out. With something, yes. <laughs> we were told to remove. That was funny as well, wasn't it? We were like, oh, okay. 
Spoiler. It was a spoiler. I know. That's fun. But um, yeah, so coming out this Wednesday, the 17th of April on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, YouTube. You can also find us on Podcoin. Um, And if you join Podcoin and then put uh, the code EastEnders... You can get a hundred free coins or points. I know it's like an app, and they you listen to podcasts mm. and you like get points, and then you change those points into like Amazon vouchers. So yeah, if so you listen to lots of podcasts, it's really good. If you listen to us, well, yeah, just put us on. Why not? You all just... all six episodes, <laughs> you get ten pound <laughs> Amazon vouchers. There you go, done. Deal is done. <laughs> so yeah, find us on all the podcast haunts, and uh, yeah, that that episode is coming out this Wednesday. That are Linda Davison exclusive interview. One last thing then before we go, someone sent us a question. Mm. They said uh, it's from at underscore anti heroin underscore so from Twitter. She asks, do you think Chantel and Gray will take on the care of Bailey? Yeah, because there's loads of rooms in that house. Yeah, I think Mitch may move into like the basement one with Bailey, maybe. I think Mitch is. That's where I've kind of hoping Mitch would doesn't live to. on the square yet. No, and that's what I think is going to happen. I think Mitch is going to move in with them too, mm. and so by association, Bailey will move in as yeah. well. There you go. I thought that was a good question. You, you, seem, you, seem quite, you seem quite surprised by that question. I haven't seen this question. So. <laughs> um, don't forget you can send your questions to us on email as well, eastendersweekly at gmail.com. And that's it. That's the show. So, um, Ben, I just have a little something to say to you. I don't like yeah, oh, what? I just I don't appreciate the way you've been treating me recently. <laughs> don't walk away. Come back. I want you. To, I want to talk to you. No. <laughs> <laughs>